191 career wins now, DJ. For Bob Stoops, Sooners win the Alamo Bowl, and Coach Stoops joins us live right now. Coach, congratulations. That was a special night you gave us all in San Antonio. Uh, thank you, Toby. I, I didn't give it to it. The players and assistant coaches, everybody kind of put their heads together and got it done in a, in a really positive way and loved the way the players acted leading, leading up to the game. They were excited to play and really played a solid football game. You, uh, how were you feeling before the game? You know, I mean, you did this for 18 years, but then you took a, a step away. Was there any butterflies or nerves before the game, or was it just like riding a bike again for you? Well, it's a little bit like riding a bike, but part of riding the bike ahead of a game is the adrenaline and the, and the anxiousness of, I always called it more anxiousness than nerves. It's like you just want it to come. You, you get tired of waiting for it all day. Like, can we just go play? So th- there's those feelings that I definitely felt going out on the field, the excitement, you know, the anxiety and of it all. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. Like, you got to go make it happen. And so you're kind of just anxious to get it going, you know, and uh, all those, I call them great feelings were there. Uh, it was it was exciting. It was fun. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Did you have a sense that week down there in San Antonio that your guys were, were ready to go, that they were locked in and ready to play? I, I really did. They they were awesome in meetings and, you know, head of practice, at practice. They just, uh, you know, there was a level of intensity that you felt good about you know they were they knew it meant a lot they wanted to play well i want to ask you about a couple of plays um you know you've got kale running the offense and you got brian running the defense and uh and you're you're gonna have to make the big calls as the play goes along and lo and behold there i think it was the second drive of the game you've got a fourth down right around midfield and you go for it uh right off the bat uh, tell me the why you got it, and it turned out to be kind of a momentum setter, but that early in the game, why'd you decide to risk it? Well, uh, you know, you, you watch. I'm not much on analytics, but the more you watch all these other teams playing, most everybody's going for it on fourth and one, fourth and two. And, and truth be told, the primary reason I told the team one of the last things I said to them leaving the locker room, was be confident and be aggressive. And if they're not, if I'm not going to be confident and aggressive, then who the hell is going to be, right? So, uh, you know, I, I thought this is a, you know, fourth and two. You know, this is a, this is an aggressive moment, and I'm going to show the players I'm, I'm here to win. The Drake play, the Drake touchdown. When he ran onto the field there, um, I think we all thought the same thing. Oh, please, let us have... Let us have a moment here. Was that something that was designed in practice? Uh, give me as much detail about how that play was designed and then what you were thinking as you went through it. Well, there's multiple options uh, depending on the defense they play. The bottom line, if they blitz, and they did, and Kale tipped us all off, here they come. They're blitzing, he said. Drake got to run a great route and win because he's the hot read. If, if they blitz and they did all-out blitz, uh, cover zero, then he's the hot read. He's got to beat him to the corner. So we were all on point looking for it, and he ran a great route, and Caleb threw a great ball. 
So, uh, yeah, that was exciting. It was neat that it, that it happened that way. Did, what did Carol say about it? She thought we should have threw a touchdown to him about five more times. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough. Huh? You should have thrown it to him more. That's great. Uh, what about the job that Kale did in that game? I mean, here's a, here's a faithful – yeah, faithful Sooner assistant for all these years, and, and uh, he gets a chance to call the plays and just couldn't have been better. He called a great game. We didn't have one delay, one substitution problem, nothing. Um, in fact, in the mid-fourth quarter, I go, Kale, slow it down. He's calling the play so fast. <laughs> I was like, then they got to stand up there, you know, for 15 seconds. I go, just call the play a little later. But that's how efficient he was. He was really called a great game. And all the coaches, great with their preparation. Brian Odom called a great game. Uh, did a really great job as well. And, uh, you know, it was it was neat to see. And Kale also, I've said it a lot the last few days, was, you know, one of the primary guys, of course, helping me keep our recruiting class together. As Kale, you know, he just has a relationship with all of them, not just guys he recruits. So he, he was incredible in this whole thing. Was the visor moment planned, Coach? Not at all. I got to thinking, I hope Brent's still around here. Actually, when I started up the steps, I asked somebody to go find Brent. And I just thought, why not? You know, this is a perfect moment. Show the players. Nothing's changing here. We just played well. Take my advisor off, give it to Brent, and let him roll with it. And he, he's going to. Although I think Brent's more of a hat guy, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. After that moment, he might have to become a visor guy. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna ask you to take off one of your hats and put on the other, which is uh, the media expert. Now, um, we've been talking a lot this morning about all these opt outs and bowl games, and um, you know. It just doesn't feel like it used to, Coach, you know, back in the day. this Watching a Rose Bowl where half of Ohio State's team doesn't want to play and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you have any ideas for how we can how we can fix this thing? I really don't. I don't, I don't know that I say about a lot of things. It's hard to put the genie back in the bottle. You know, this is, this is the way it's been. And, and then, you know, you get a guy like Matt Corral hurt. Who knows to what extent? And all of a sudden, it's like, well, you can understand, you know, to some degree. Although all these guys aren't first-round draft picks or second-round draft picks, and that's where my opinion is some of them can better their draft status by having a big game. That You know, if they're going to be a fourth, fifth-round pick, something like that. You know, if you're a surefire first, second round pick, you know, you could you can understand it. And I'm not you know, uh it's hard to it's hard to change. Are you in favor of the expanded playoff, the eighth or twelve? I think that's this is a reason why you need to expand it, because more of these players would play if these games mattered. You know, if they're part of the playoff picture, you're gonna get you're gonna get more games. That are going to make a difference. What would be the number for you? Um, I think the ideal number is eight. My opinion. 
Uh, that would eliminate having a bye week for somebody. That late in the year, having a bye week, having not played for so many. Anyway, I, I think it, the eight teams would probably fit the, the college academic schedule a little bit better. Who you got, Bama or Georgia? Yeah. Who you got, Bama or Georgia, Coach? I think Georgia gets them the second time. Really? I say that. I don't. I, I, I can't say I'm saying that with a lot of confidence. <laughs> after, <laughs> after watching Bryce Young and those receivers, and I think that's Georgia's Achilles heel, somebody that can throw the football. And, uh, you know, in Alabama, sure can. Um, I, I want to ask you a, a question that I hope I can make make sense. You were a coach for 18 years, and you had the opportunity this year to step over onto the dark side and, and be in the media. Has that has that given you, you look back at all in your coaching career, has that given you any different perspective of that relationship, that coach-media relationship, now that you've seen both sides of it at all? Uh, do I? So you're asking me, do I wish I'd have been a little bit better to you guys? <laughs> not not specifically that, but a more a bigger question than that. Do you look back and go, now, I, I don't know, you take it wherever you want to take it, now that you've been in the media. I, I have always had respect for what the media has to do. Totally have. Um, they have a job to do. I've always looked at it that way. I always looked at it as opportunity to give our fans my perspective. Uh, you know, so I, I've always respected the media. Now that I'm in it, do I feel I do anymore? I don't, I don't think so because, again, I always did. But I had a job to do, too. And that didn't mean all I, what I had to do was win and, and control my team. And being, you know, best friends with the media didn't have to be part of that. So I just did the job I felt I had to do. And I think I was always reasonable to everybody. If somebody crossed me, just the Youngstown and me, I'm going to cross them back at some point. But that's about it. That's a great answer. That's the perfect answer. Uh, it's been a lot of fun watching you, Coach. And, uh, man, I I know it was about your team and everything the other night, but dadgum, it was a lot of fun for all of us who, who love this university and this program to get to watch you run out on that field one more time and uh, certainly to get a Gatorade bath one more time. We didn't know last time it was your last game, Coach, you know? So it was great to get to – to get I didn't realize it either. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, not, coach, thank you for. Have, I'm not one to have to have goodbyes, though. So, <laughs> I know, but we like it. We we want to show our appreciation for you. So, I know uh, that, felt, I appreciate that felt good. All of Sooner Country, they've been incredibly good to me, and I appreciate it. And uh, we'll be moving on right now with Brent, and it's going to be great. All right, let's get that weather a little warmer so we can get you back on the golf course, coach. Well, don't worry. I'm down here in Florida, and it's 82, so I'm okay. good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll hit them straight today then. See you, Coach. All right, appreciate it. Bye now. There you go. How about that, Teach? Straight to the beach. Straight to the links and the beach. <laughs> is uh, is Bob feeling all right, or was that from yelling uh, Thursday night and his voice wasn't used to uh, coaching uh, and yelling uh, much? Let me tell you what that is. That is a combination of, of uh, coaching and not having done it in a while. Okay. And That's, all what of the, That's what I was wondering. That's what I was thinking. Not just the game, but all the practices right, and everything right. that goes into it. That's a combination of that, victory, 
the celebration that ensues afterwards, and New Year's Day. That's what that is. <laughs> okay. All of that wrapped into one is why you hear Bob Stoops' voice in the condition. <laughs> That's it right. And the fact that it's 9.30 in the morning in Florida right now, probably. So you probably woke him up, jerk. Wouldn't be the first time. Are you are you asking me if I should have been nicer to you guys? <laughs> That's great. That's great. We'll be back.